hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Listen now. Good morning. It's Thursday, October 19th. I am back in my home base of Atlanta. Yo, 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 yo. What up? Atlanta, big A. Um, and when I'm talking big A, I'm not, you know, usually I'm from, I'm from Jersey, from New York. Big A usually means you're calling somebody that cuts you off in traffic, big A-hole. No, big A is big Atlanta. Um, let's talk about yesterday. <laughs> Boy, it was a bad day. Uh, at the beginning of the day, turned out to be a good day at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and I had some fun experiences. If you want to read the newsletter, by the way, um, here it is, 1018 pod, NVIDIA, should be a buy on the pullback. Um, wait, is that 10? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Plus Tesla and Netflix earnings. Um, I was sitting on the plane. I did this from 30,000 feet up. Boom. Loved it. Um, I even took that selfie right on the plane. And the guy next to me looked at me like I was just a moron. A complete freaking moron. Um, but yeah, th- this tells my stories about everything, t- tells you about Tesla and Netflix. While I like the setup on the fundament, this is what I said about Netflix before the earnings. While I like the setup on the fundamental basis, raising price announcement, additional revenue per- from Presswood crackdown, uh, I'm worried their guidance on the ad tier is going to overshadow the positives. I'm holding and optimistic, but we'll look to dollar cost average if it trades down like I've done in the past with this stock. Well, Netflix, you know, listen, to, to, to take the cat out of the bed, Netflix kind of killed it. Um, you know, I said with Tesla, Tesla earnings, you know, I'm a big, um, I'm big on both. And I like uh, Tesla in particular with, will have some goodies like Cybertruck updates and perhaps even some other pump catalysts. What they will have to overcome are the margin questions if we do see that decline. I remain bullish on this stock despite the valuation. At no time should you feel comfortable shorting this stock or playing TSLS or any of the other short TS uh, ETFs. Overall, I like the way the stock is trading along the 200-day. Well, we'll talk about this. Um, This one, probably bad guidance in the short term, probably not long term, but we'll go over that one. But where are we with SPY? Yesterday, uh, I talk about this all the time, the button hooks. So, you know, think of a, a circle and a half circle. That's a button hook. So the half circle down here at the bottom where you're taking off and you have confirmation over that nine day, you buy. Uh, the the button hook at the top where you lose your confirmation below the nine day, that's when you want to be careful and you want to sell. You don't necessarily want to buy into something like this because you'd rather miss the first four or five percent and get the next 10 percent than to try and, uh, you know, time it out. So you did have this death cross. It, the 50-day still moving negative. This gap that I talked about in uh, other newsletters, it's providing some resistance. It's hard to get through that one right now. Uh, there's too many negative things going on. The biggest negative right now, this is bond rates. A look at bond rates on the Fidelity website. If you go to this U.S. Treasury, that 10-year bond rate, it was at 4.96 just before to 4.93 now. You're seeing that the futures turn around, and the reason is because this is starting to pull back a little bit. A few weeks ago, Jamie Dimon, or it may have been, even been Friday, he said that he thinks the Fed is going to have to take this to to 7% to fight inflation. Well, if if he's taking this to, if they're taking this to 7%, the problem is the U.S. with its debt. Does it, it doesn't carry the same weight. Oh my God, it's absolutely going to get paid back. 
So the bondholders, the, the buyers are not there. So what happens? The rates continue to go up. And that's dangerous because Japan, China, and others are just not buying our bonds. And that's what's driving these rates up. They continually have to pay more in order to issue bonds uh, because the buyers aren't there. So SPY, on the other hand, with the bond rates going up, the, the value of those bonds is going down, by the way, too. So, so the value of the asset is actually going down while the yield is going up. And, and here you have the stock market being dragged down. So you're in this kind of push-pull um, negative. You know, there, there's no safe place to put your money other than yielding 5% in a bond kind of area. Um, so you, you want to take a look at that. There are no, th- th- That's the issue. If we look at QQQ, and I drew a, a little button hook on QQQ for you, this yellow line right here. So you can see the half circle. We're below that 200-day. We have no confirmation. The 50-day just crossed. If we go and look at a daily, which uh, is what most technicians uh, kind of point to, we're nowhere near a death cross. You know, on that on that four-hour, if I go back to here, uh, on the four-hour, you've had a death cross. Now, the four-hour reacts significantly faster than the the, the daily because there's two candles instead of one, so it reacts twice as fast. You've got the MACD crossing down. Remember, this is an entry at 358 right here on September 29th, 20 days ago, 30 days ago, but somewhere in that neighborhood. But you're up, let's see, over this time, if you would have bought here and you would sell here, 2%, 2% right there. So it, it's not a bad move. That's not a bad, if we went up 2% every month in a year, you'd be up 24% every year. So that's a pretty good move. You're pulling back from it. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but remember the negatives that you have. You have um, uh, rates going up, higher for longer. Is the Fed going to raise? It's earnings season. There have been some, you know, last night's essentially what brought Tesla down, and we'll look at the chart, is Elon being super, super negative about demand and and things of that sort. So you're going to have to worry about it. Uh, I'm not necessarily buying anything right now. Uh, I will be very selective as to what I buy, but doesn't mean that that, that something's not out there. We're going to talk about this Tesla uh, chart in a little bit, but what I want to show is this chart uh, from TradingView. Uh, best performing stocks of the S&P 500 so far in 2023. Um, Meta up 165% right there. NVIDIA up 211%. Tesla, yeah, it's pulling back today. It's up 122%. Over 74 stocks in the S&P 500 are up more than 30% for the year. So when you see this pullback, we'll go back to the the charts. When you see this pullback on QQQ, let's just look at, let's look at a weekly and see where we are. That pullback, if you go back to January, We are down here January, you're at 264, you're at 364 right now. So the the pullback, it seems major, it seems crazy, it seems nuts. Understand where we came from, that 200-day, or the 50-day bounced off that 200-day. So don't freak out, pick your stocks, understand as we pull back and you get into these situations, 
it's time to add for the long term when you when you're looking at like VOO. Say you're looking at VOO. This you want to buy in a down market. You don't want to buy in an up market. So you want to time those things because again you're you're investing for the long term. Uh, I was uh, reminded um, uh, recently about Bob, and, and I will put Bob in the newsletter. Bob is a guy over forty or fifty years of his life uh, invested at the top of the market. It's a great story to read once a quarter, and especially in times like this. But Bob is a guy that read, that basically invested at the absolute highs of the market all the time. And, and what happened with Bob? Bob wound up becoming a millionaire. By the time he retired, he became a millionaire. Now, past performance doesn't indicate future performance because maybe Bob uh, could have been in, um, you know, the, 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 the roaring 20s. Uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, before the Depression. And then all of a sudden the World War started and boom, the Depression hits and whatever uh, happens. You know, we've got war in the Israel. Um, we've got war in, in Ukraine. Uh, we've got a, a, a House, a Congress that doesn't have a Speaker of the House. Um, there's a lot of issues that are, are going to start to weigh on this market with the multiples of that great eight being so high. I have no concern uh, of, of trying to, to time the market and pull it back. I do think that the fourth quarter is a good quarter. October is significantly a, a month. Remember, um, you know, what was Black Monday back in the 80s, um, the, the, the great uh, the stock market crash. A lot of those happened in October. So just be ready. It's going to pull back. But understand where we came from and, and then understand where we are. And, and so if people start selling at this price, I don't blame them. I mean, if you're taking profits, not a bad thing at all. Christian talked about PXD just before. And he said, yeah, he's up 25%. So he took some some profits, 29%, something like that. PXD has just been a killer, killer stock. I don't, I, hey, taking profits. Nobody ever became poor with taking profits. So I talk about you know my profit strategy all the time. I identify where I want to get out of. Uh, PXD is one that I want to hold for a year. And I think I only started buying this one earlier this year. So I don't even own it for a year. It's not long-term capital gains, but I'm up significantly on it. Um, and we'll talk about another energy stock that is talking about buying another energy company. And it's telegraphed in the news, just like PX, Exxon buying PXD was. So you, you want to keep an eye on the news. You want to keep an eye on certain sectors. You want to continue to look at that stuff. Um, okay, so I, I, I showed that one. Let's talk about Netflix. Uh, Netflix first, um, they killed it. Here's this. I'll include this article in the the the, uh, the newsletter. Uh, Netflix jumped more than nine percent. It's way up even more than that. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I think this one absolutely comes to fill the gap that's above here. Uh, if we go and look at this four hour, um, it broke the button hook yesterday. I was completely nervous. This is what I posted in the news article yesterday. That button hook that I drew a couple of days ago. It broke it. Now, where are you opening up today? Let's just look at the chart. You, you remember that little Price is Right game where the little mountain climber went, -lo 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 -lo, and it played that uh, annoying song? Well, let's see. You closed yesterday at 346. You are going to open up uh, over 400. And let's see. You're going to open up probably right about here, 17, 18% up. 
look at that. We talk about a button hook all the time. This is not a button hook. This is going to create a gap that's here. Then you've got this gap up here. Uh, just remember what I always say. Any reaction in the market is an overreaction. So I would expect this one to sort of settle down and, and kind of bring this gap back down. I would say today you'll probably trade between 390 and 410 is my guess. It's a good one if you want to trade it, if you want to just you know look at some, some opportunities there. Um, that 200-day at about 415, that's going to provide some some resistance. That's going to before it gets back up to this gap, it's going to provide some resistance. But <clears throat> you can read all about the, the the earnings. But like I said in the newsletter yesterday, and and we can go down here. I like the setup <clears throat> on the fundamental basis because they announced they're raising prices. Uh, they got significant additional revenue from their password crackdown. Uh, and they announced, here's what I was worried about. I was worried about the guidance from the ad tier because there were several executives that had said the ad tier's not going as well as they said. Well, the ad tier's going really freaking well. So that's where this stock took off. That one worry about the ad tier, it, that if you look at the, the ad tier um, notification probably came around September 11th, September 12th, because this one just started breaking downward. And that was the ad tier. Well, now the ad tier is good. So where are we going from here? I think you're going to continue up. Honestly, I think this one probably gets back to this. If we look at a long term, let's look at a weekly because we're not even close. We're hanging around the 200 day. The 200 day is 412. So you're just hanging around the 200 day. Remember I talked about this death cross? I, and I know I pointed this out before because I've been holding in dollar cost averaging on this one. But that death cross to me wasn't anything more than it was just taken down and it was taken down too far. And as the ad tier starts to take off, you're looking at this. Now you're looking at a pullback, but you're constantly in this one. If I were, were to draw a trend line from the, uh, let's just take this one and, and we were to go here, you're, you say here, you're coming back. In, in my mind, this is a $450 stock by the end of the year. It's 403 right now. So do you want to buy it? I'm in. I'm probably adding more. That's where I'm at. And I like Netflix. I'll include the article. I am not going to do it justice by going over any of the fundamentals. From a chart perspective, I absolutely love it. Now, from a four-hour uh, algorithm, we will get a buy-in probably today because that MACD will cross up. Uh, the MACD did cross down. You can see exit. I'm going to take out all of these things. Remove all annotations. Yes. Um, and here you go. See that red, that red one right there. It got you out. This buy-in at 375, it got you out. But boy, if you got that buy-in at 375, if you listen to the algorithm and got out, shame on you. Uh, and I continued to say, I don't, while you don't have confirmation, I want you to hold um, and this one just continued up. That death cross did affect it because remember, the death cross came at about 380. You went down to 340. So the death cross saved you. You know, if you got out at the death cross, if say where you're holding up here and you got out the death cross, but you didn't have the chance to buy in. And so you're up 16% today. That's why you want to stay in this. Uh, now, Tesla is another story. Tesla is is an interesting one. I posted a chart yesterday um, on Twitter and on Facebook, 
And and this is the, the line. If you go back to November 2021, and that's where this top line goes to, those were the all-time highs. And if you touch three points on that, you get that top yellow line. Now, if you go back to uh, to January of this year, where the lows were hit and, and you climbed, remember, Tesla is up, let me see, Tesla is up 122% year to date. So this this bottom line represents the January low and, and it touched three lines. You've broken it. And yesterday before earnings, slightly concerning that, that you broke it. But after earnings, it's even more concerning because there's a volume shelf. If we just go to the daily, and I'll show you the daily because that's really where we, and, and these are the, my notes. Lost support on the upward trend, and the upward trend is this line. Uh, so wait for confirmation. We're going to have to move this out so I can read it. So wait for confirmation. Valuation becomes a concern based on the earnings miss and quarterly revenue stagnation. And that is going to be this chart. Uh, and let me move the camera over so you can see it. This is the quarterly revenue by segment. And so the blue lines are their automotive revenue. The black lines are services, meaning um, you know something like uh, the full self-driving stuff. Uh, I think that's included in services. And, and energy generation and storage of the yellow. You can see the yellow and, and the black are actually growing. The blue has declined uh, and, and it's kind of plateaued. The, 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 the note that I have, and, and this is what, what's interesting, starting with its third quarter results, the company's adjusted earnings of 66 cents on revenues of $23.35 billion missed the estimates. It marked the first time since Q2 2019 that it missed on both top and bottom. Quarterly revenue growth has stagnated over the last year, primarily driven by increasing competition and high monthly payments for new buyers. Remember, higher rates for longer affects this this company because if you're buying a car, you know, 9.9% of the people buy a car on uh on 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 loans. And so auto loans are expensive. Um the the other thing that that hurts this company is their margin. As they continue to to face increased production, uh, which means that you're, if you don't increase demand, but you increased production, you're going to have to discount your cars. And he's been discounting his cars. So the, the margin last year at this time was 29%. This year, it's 16%. As, it move, as that margin continues to move down, Wall Street values this company as a car company, not a tech company. Right now, it's val- and we'll go over the fundamentals in a little bit. It's valued as a tech com- as a car company right now. Remember, Ford and GM they have somewhere in the neighborhood of four uh, percent uh, margins, five percent margins. Um, the the other thing that killed Elon uh, was, uh, and I'm going to move away from this, and we'll move back here. Um, this article right here, uh, Elon. We dug our our own grave with Cybertruck. He was so negative on the Cybertruck yesterday. And the Cybertruck, in my mind, is going to be a make or break for the Tesla. Um, the other one is going to be the Model 2, I think is what they're calling it. Um, but that that that's going to be made in Mexico. They'll have some announcements there. Um, the volume support, so you see right here, that was at 233. We broke down on that. You're at 227 right now in pre-market. Uh, I think you trade between probably, I, you may go down to 200 on this. 
But here's my guidance on what to do with Tesla. The people who have shorted Tesla uh, have always gotten in trouble. And let me go back here and show, uh, I think we can, well, let me shrink this down a little bit so we can see it, see the whole thing. Dan Ives pointed this out. Um, we're going to move this over here. There we go. In a nutshell, we would characterize last night's conference call as a mini disaster as the street wanted to get their arms around the falling margins, constant price cuts seen globally, but instead heard a much more cautious mucks. Thesis unchanged, but challenges. Uh, price target to 310. So he's bringing his price target to 310. I don't think this particular quarter uh, makes you short Tesla. It, it shouldn't make you underestimate what Tesla can do. If uh, version 12 of self-driving is as good as they say, if Dojo becomes an amazing AI product, um, you're going to see a significant, significant change uh, in this company and, and overall in, in the stock. Uh, the valuation is a little crazy. Let's go over here to Finviz. Uh, we can look at Tesla. Um, the forward PE, 56. The PE is 68. It's got a $770 billion market cap. That's one of the largest. Remember, uh, I think it was two years ago, Apple was the first one to pass $1 trillion. So it's an enormous, enormous um, uh, uh, market cap. Uh, it's got a short float of only 2%. Nobody's betting against this one. Like I said, performance year to date up 97%. The average target price is 219. And that, that, that this one's heavily covered. So that 219, you can guarantee that that 219 is going to change. And it probably will come down a little bit. Uh, you can see the last one, September 9, uh, 27th, um, Deutsche Bank, buy. They lowered their price target from 300 to 285. So you, you're going to have to wa read some news on this. My guidance is if you're not in, get in. I, I think that, that you know, even though the, the PE is high, I think this is more of a tech company than it is a car company. And I think you're going to see that with, uh, with the Cybertruck. That he he kind of announced the Cybertruck, and they haven't announced pricing. It's going to be announced on um, a launch event on November 30th. And the problem I have with it is they haven't released pricing, but he said last night, um, we dug our own grave, and he was talking about the cost of the Cybertruck. And so I don't think this thing's going to be cheap. Uh, when I put in my $100 deposit on a tri-motor, the three-motor, he was saying it was $69,000. It ain't going to be $69,000. It's going to be closer to probably one hundred and twenty. dollars It's going to be above the Rivian. Uh, I mean, that plain and simple, it's going to be above the Rivian. It's going to be above the Ford. It's going to be a crazy, crazy uh, one to do. So be careful with it. I've, I, like I said, I have owned this one in XLY. Uh, you know, XLY is basically uh, Amazon and, and Tesla. Uh, XLY. It's down 1% today. So you protect yourself against those huge swings. Uh, consumer discretionary. If we go over here to, uh, let's go to Seeking Alpha. And we'll do XLY. Do, do, do. And I like Seeking Alpha to look up the holdings in ETFs and things. It's just a nice, easy way to look at it. Um, bu, bu, bu. Oh, come on. Uh, XLY. There we go. Oh, no, I don't want Sly. <clears throat> you know... Apple is great for uh, uh, 
some of their stuff, but their autocorrect on something like this is just, eh. But I am still long Apple. Uh, let's see the holdings right here. If you go here, Amazon is twenty two percent. Tesla is twenty percent. So forty two percent of of this entire ETF is is Amazon to Tesla. So you protect yourself against that by owning this one. Um, these top ten names represent seventy one percent of the actual consumer discretionary. So that's why I say, hey. I'm fine holding Tesla in the XLY. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, holding it on its outright, eh, a little bit, a little bit nervous about that one. But as it gets towards 200, I will absolutely come down and, and buy that one. Spirit Airlines soared yesterday, absolutely soared. I'll include a seeking, seeking Alpha article on this one. Uh, they uh, they surge around 20%, reaching agreement with Boeing to support production stability. The agreement comes after quality issues with the Boeing 737 MAX. Led to delivery delays in August, the company aims to improve quality and boost deliveries through collaboration. So basically, they got one of the largest companies in the world, Boeing, to, to back them. So Spirit is like, okay, uh, you know, the, the, the stockholders are, hey, you're down here at 17, you got Boeing behind you, and they're going to uh, guarantee that they're going to stay with you, even though you've uh, delivered shitty uh, fuselages. Yeah, that's going to bump your stock up. So remember this one, uh, when the fuselage thing started, that's when this one really started going down. I think it might have even been April, uh, somewhere around there. That might be the big gap that you're seeing. You're seeing a little turnaround. You know, September 25th, $15 here. You're at $21. That 50 days just started to move positive. Uh, you got huge volume. Look at that volume spike. I would not uh, buy this one right now. I would wait a little bit, wait a couple of days until this news kind of settles out because this gap here between 20 and 18, that scares me. The gap between 22, uh, 22.50 and say 22.70, I think you'll see that one filled. Um, that's a decent move on a $22 stock. Uh, you know, the gaps up here, I think you're going to come back up here. Uh, I think you just have to get through this bad news. Now, Boeing, on the other hand, uh, I think this is the stock that had Jim Cramer crying the other night. Uh, 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 the hubris, the hubris. Yeah. I think he was actually physically crying on his show last, uh, the other night. My buddy texted me saying Jim Cramer's having another Facebook moment. But 187.85, it, it, yesterday it got a, a cross up here, 187.85. Um, I don't know that that's the bottom, but I do like this company coming up. They have earnings coming up. Lord knows what they're going to say. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to take the delivery of the, or if they're going to start charging China for the delivery of those, um, the, those 737s that are sitting over there. You had this death cross and you had the death cross, by the way, when the stock was trading just below 200, but at 187, let's look at a long term on this one. I think you're looking at a pretty good buy on this one. You've got this gap down here to 150. I don't think you're coming down there. You're just starting to get the, the the golden cross here. You had the golden cross right here at about 201. It looks like um, on the 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 uh, the the weekly. This is the weekly of Boeing. Your MACD is uh is kind of still falling. So you really it's not bullish per se, but I don't think it's bearish because your RSI is down at 36. So I I would definitely watch that one. Um, 
here's Pioneer Natural Resources. We talked about PXD. Let me just go over it kind of on the podcast. And so I think a lot of people did what Christian and I did, which was buy in to PXD. Um, and, and I've kind of given guidance that, hey, I'm waiting for this earnings and I'm waiting for their, their announcement of a special dividend. I do think a special dividend is coming. Now, here's the problem. Um, I, I think that 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 little turn we talk about button hooks. You're seeing it right now, 251. I've talked about the top price, I think, is 257. See that MACD right there? It's kind of turning over a little bit. Your RSI is at 65. So this one's overbought. You could start to see that that little button hook right there. If you'd like to trim, I don't think it's a bad idea to trim. We talked about uh, top hitting uh, all-time highs and 52-week highs and how stocks typically don't continue to soar after that. The 52-week high of this one is 260. So you're about 2-3% below that. It's not far off. And when we looked at the deal, uh, I believe just in memory, that 257 was about the price to, uh, that, that you were going to hit on this one. 257. So what's the difference between 252 and 257? Five bucks. I mean, it's really not that much if you wanted to trim. If you're holding on for something, the only thing I would be holding on for, and the only thing, reason I'm holding on is because A, I haven't owned it a year yet. So I'm going to pay income tax, um, uh, probably 20, 30% on this one. If I sell it now, because it's included as income, because it's a short-term holding. If I just wait a year, I'll pay 15% on it. And the year is basically, um, I, I don't know how it works when it transitions to Exxon, but it shouldn't be done by the by the time uh, I'm holding it for a year, because I think I first started purchasing this in March, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> so I, I do think that, that I'm particularly going to hold on to this. I don't need more Exxon. I'd love to get out right now, but I got to take a look at my tax situation. If you're holding this uh, and you you don't have a tax situation, say it's in a retirement account, say you don't uh, necessarily care about holding Exxon, uh, you don't want to add Exxon, um, yeah, I'd probably trim it, to be honest with you. Uh, and just like we talked about with this one, and, and I do think if I didn't bring it up, I think they're going to announce a special dividend because when we go over here to uh, to uh, Seeking Alpha, you can see the special dividend back in um, in in September was fifty nine cents, not big. The actual dividend was a dollar twenty five. That's what they've been paying. Fifty nine cents was the special dividend. Go back to eight, uh, May, the special dividend was two dollars nine cents. Go back to uh, March. The special dividend was $4.48. Go back to November of last year. The special dividend was $4.61. Go back to September of last year. The special dividend was $7.47. When oil goes up, these guys pay it in a special dividend. Oil has been going up. So I expect a special dividend announcement. Probably a good one. So that's why I'm holding. Uh, I would expect it again to be paid out um, probably in November. Just look at the history. I think it's going to be this one. Uh, last year was November 29th. So you're going to have to hold on to it for quite a while to get that special dividend. Uh, and it probably will flounder between 250 and 260. I don't expect it to go down below 250 because I do think that this deal gets done. Um, and, and it's pretty solid because I don't think there's any regulator that's going to turn this one down um, just because it will bring down gas prices for everybody. 
Uh, and there's nothing that really should prohibit it from going through. Now, uh, let's look at, we looked at Netflix, we looked at Elon Musk. I'm going to click on this one because there is an article in Seeking Alpha, uh, Devon Energy studying possible deals with Marathon Oil Crown Rock. Crown Rock is a private company. I don't think you can trade it, but MRO, we've talked about MRO. That is one. This is just like when Exxon announced, they didn't announce it, but it came out in the Wall Street Journal. Hey, we may be buying this company. Well, MRO is kind of in the same situation. It's run up quite a bit. How much are they going to pay for MRO? I don't know. I mean, you, you know, your guess is as good as mine. If we look at the weekly on here, we've kind of just broken out a little bit on the weekly. You know, you're, you're, you're well above your 50-day. Your all-time highs are up here about 33 or so. I think that's where you're going to have to see a, 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 a Devon Energy come in and buy them at about that, that price. Um, Devon Energy, we talked about, it got over 50. It's down 2%. Again, it's at 48.96 uh, right now. You can see yesterday, got up to $50.84. Sell over 50. You know, buy it under there. Look at how clear the $50 has, has been since May of this year. Um, it's been clear. I mean, th- that's been the price point to buy and sell. So once it gets over that, you sell it. Once it gets under that, you start buying it. Now, remember the buyer, oh, the stock always goes down. The buy-e, the stock always goes up because they always pay a, pr- a premium for it. So um, here, this is another good news article I will include. Uh, this is basically a, you know, we talk about the guys who invest in utilities as being old people in a wheelchair uh, with a blanket over the top of them. And they always talk about the good days. Uh, yeah, with their glasses sliding down their nose. This, that's this dude. How do I invest $1 million today? I don't think his uh, strategy is wrong. It's just different than mine. And so, you know, I wanted to provide this one because we'll get into it when with the uh, the social. But Alex, um, Alex asked me one uh, wants me to look at one great dividend. So I, I did a scanner on on uh, uh, Seeking Alpha, and, and we'll go into this. But this guy, this guy's a dividend investor, and and, and he's got some flat out great great strategy here. Uh, I don't particularly agree with it. But I do think the strategy is solid. It's provided with with a look back. Um, and he does a good job of, of explaining himself. So I don't hate him. Not my strategy. Not my thing. But I am going to include it because my strategy doesn't work for everybody. And, and I like, you know, maybe I'll do a paid newsletter how I'd invest a million dollars today. But I liked, I liked this article. I really, really did. Um, and I, so I'll include it in the thing. Now, Brian wants me to look at Neo. Let's take a look at Neo. Uh, Brian from Facebook, I think. Yeah, Brian asked me a couple of days ago to look at Neo. Here's my thing on Neo, and and I don't I, I don't purport to be an expert on Neo. I don't know Neo. I, I know if you want to it, go to YouTube, let's go to YouTube, and, and we'll just type in Neo battery swap. Um, let's do this. Uh, Neo battery swap. And you can find a whole bunch of things. It is so cool to watch. It is absolutely amazing to watch the the, the battery uh, the battery swap uh, of the car. And it's cool. It's from you know a while ago. There's nothing really new on this one. Um, this is Neo's big claim to fame. The problem that I have is somebody can drive their battery, and you pay a lease for the battery and to change it every now and then. 
Um, so there's a monthly cost there. I don't think that model works. And, and the reason I don't think that model works is I think you do, uh, Tesla has figured out battery management. My car is still, um, I think it's less than 5% degradation for uh, what, five years now, five years old. So it, it you know, I'm gonna have to pay to swap out the battery, you know, 15, 20 years from now. That That's essentially it. But I don't think that this these guys do a, a very good job of it. It's a Chinese car company. You got to worry about the valuation of this one. The other thing is, remember, you're buying actually a piece of paper in the Cayman Islands because it's illegal for any non-Chinese citizen to own a Chinese stock. So what they do is they set up these um, paper companies in the Cayman Islands, and that's what trades trades on the New York Stock Exchange. If you want to buy the actual NEO company, you have to establish citizenship in uh, China, and then you can buy that, and good luck with that. Uh, but NEO, I'm not a fan of. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I just haven't, I've traded this one in the past. It has been a solid trade. But when you look at this to own it, it's just been on this downward spiral. And 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 back here, I, th- I even think this one back here, I think it was 2022. It might have even been earlier than that. Um, one of these other pumps, maybe it was March 2022. It was sometime in that in that range where they were almost going to go bankrupt. And then the Chinese government gave them money. And that that's essentially what's happened. And it might even be here where back in 2020 where it just died with COVID. And then it came back and the Chinese government kind of funded it. I, there's some manipulation here, I think, with these Chinese companies. I don't want to own them. Do I want to trade it? Absolutely. Now, uh, on the trading platform, uh, let's see. Would I re- trade it right now? Let's look at the most recent. We'll go back to the four-hour. I'd probably use the 65-minute, to be honest with you. I mean, I can't argue with the fact that, look, in June, it was trading for $7.76. You traded it all the way through August. You doubled your money. That's why I say I think it's worth trading. Is it worth where it is today? Probably. It's probably going to go down even further because if we look at a long term of this one, you're making higher, uh, lower highs. <laughs> it's just, you know, the trend line just doesn't make sense to do anything but trade. So, Brian, I hope that one makes sense to you. I mean, even the fundamentals, I don't think that they're making money. Um, yeah, their market cap is $12 billion. They're not making money. Price to sales, one73 uh, short interest of 8.93. I mean, you got 3% on Tesla short interest. These guys have almost a 10% short interest. Year to date, you're down 18%. I don't think that this falls into a, a, a company that, oh my God, they've, they've fallen so much. Let's look at it again. Um, you know, Rivian, another story. I think Rivian for the long haul, I th- what was it? Amazon announced that they have 30,000 uh, Rivian vehicles in, in, in their fleet today. Um, they're hoping to have a hundred thousand by 2025, so it might have been ten thousand that they had. So it's a it's a long cry, a long ways away. Um, but I'd I'd rather own Rivian. I and you're not, by the way, you're not getting a deal with Rivian. The price to sales on Rivian five point six. So for you know they're losing thirty thousand dollars for every car that these guys sell. It, this is not a value company just because it was trading up here for 27 in August and is now 17. I do think you get back to 30 on this one. I think they they continue to improve. I think they they continue. These guys aren't going out of business. Amazon has too much money in here. They just did a bond float. 
And, and that's what brought them down. You can see October 10th, UBS upgraded, $24 price target. Where are you trading today? $17. That'd be a huge move. Uh, October 2nd, Evercore in line, $35 price target. The average price target is $28 and you're trading at $17. I don't think it's crazy to, to see that, uh, to, 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 to actually uh, look at that one. But I would trade it. Uh, I wouldn't own it. And Rivian, same story as I would trade it rather than own it. The only one that I would own of the the the, the electric vehicle companies is Tesla. And I think the only reason I would do that is because I don't believe Tesla is actually a car company. I think they're a technology company. So a technology company is going to come with a significant multiple. A car company isn't. And and so Rivian, I think they've got the backing. I think they will continue uh, to be a good company. I think they will pump it. And I think they will get to $30. Um, but it's, it's one of the, the – honestly, even when the Cybertruck comes out, I think Rivian's actually a better SUV than the Cybertruck. Uh, Alex. Uh, Alex, I every day on ask on Spotify, Hey, what stocks do you want me to look at? And Alex says one with great dividends. I'm the kind of buy and hold type. Thank you for all that you do. You're welcome, Alex. Um, so there are two things, Alex, and I'm going to include both of these in the newsletter, a game changer for dividend investors seeking alpha's new dividend grades. They give grades to dividends. Um, so you can take a look if you're interested in seeking alpha, you can take a look at this one, um, where they give the dividend trades. Uh, I like this one. You can see, and I think this is part of the free service. If you want to upgrade to the premium service, I've got a link down below that gets you $50 off. It's $189, I think, for the year. But if if you're interested in that, I think this is a great one. They give um, dividend safety, dividend growth, dividend yield, dividend consistency. I like this. And, and when you mentioned you want a dividend, I saw that. Now, the other thing that I did was I went in here and I, I used a screener. Uh, on, on Seeking Alpha. You can use the Finviz screener. Honest to God, there's a screener up here on the left and you can find ETFs. Um, you can find things that are based on dividend. If we just go over here um, and you look, there's a dividend. I forget where it is. Um, I haven't used this in a while. But there's a dividend uh, option here where you can say, hey, what what percentage dividend do, does it pay? Um yeah. Do I have it? Let me see if I have a dividend. Here we go. Uh, buy and hold. No, I don't have a dividend screener, but there is a dividend up here in Finviz. I, I particularly did it in, in Seeking Alpha. And what I did was um, uh, I, I had some, you can look at, what did I do? Let me see. Edit filters. Uh, I've got quant ratings between 2.5 and, and, and strong buy. I've got Seeking Analyst ratings between 2.8 and strong buy. I got Wall Street analyst ratings, 2.8 to strong buy. I've got the dividend yield between 3.2 and greater than 8%. Uh, consecutive years of growth, 4 to 8. Uh, performance, five-year, I said anywhere from 20% to 300%. And it came up with this list. And the number one, it's funny because the number one, quant rating is 4.5. SA rating is 4.2. Wall Street rating is 3.42. Dividend yield is 9.37. Valuation is A, growth A, profitability A, momentum B, earnings per share revenue three. It's innovative industrial properties. I think it's a REIT. I think it's a REIT. I just don't know. Let's see. IIPR. Let's look at IIPR on a Finviz and, and we'll read the description of it. I think there's a description on uh, Seeking Alpha as well. 
IIPR is a real estate investment trust which engages in acquisition ownership and management of industrial properties that operates through following geographical segments, Arizona, California. So it's a REIT, 100% a REIT. We can take a look at, at the chart. Let's go back to Seeking Alpha because you can you can take a look at the ratings, financials. But this one, factor grades, A, like we said, growth, profitability, um, dividends. We can go and look at the dividends. You can see the dividend grades right here. Dividend strength, uh, safety, B+. Plus. Dividend growth, A. Dividend yield forward, 9.37. That's nothing to you know, shrink, shrink about. Um, IIPR. Let's put it into the chart and see where we are on IIPR. But I'll include a link to my entire Seeking Alpha scanner um, for dividends, and it will take you right to to that to that list. If I just click on it again, uh, I named it Daily Stock Pick Screener for dividends. I think um, Daily Stock Pick Dividend Screener. Yeah, and so you can take a look. The majority of these are going to be REITs, and so you want to be careful with REITs. I'm not a big believer in REITs, but if you can get your uh, total appreciation here, let's just look at, uh, let's go charting, IIPR, we'll go IIPR, and we'll select the metrics and we'll say performance total return, because we want to include the, uh, uh, and let's select symbols and we'll do VOO. Uh, we want to include uh, the dividend. So you can see via IIPR uh, over one year, you're down 10%. VOO up 17%. Uh, three year, you can see VOO is up 31%. IIPR, you can see it was beating it well before that. Uh, look at the 10 year. And you can see IIPR up 500%. VOO up 195%. So it, it does matter when you buy it. Um, and, and we've seen uh, REITs come down recently. If we look at a quarterly of this one, you can see the chart. Um, it's kind of come down from its high up here of 259 bucks, which was back in Q4 20, 2021. It was the high 288, and it's at 75 now. And if we run the four hour and we look at this one this, again, remember how people use dividends. It's for income. It's not necessarily somebody in their 20s who says I completely want to grow uh, my portfolio. Uh, it's somebody who needs income because the actual asset valuation actually usually goes down. When you pay a 9% dividend, your asset appreciation usually goes down. And that's just the way that it is. IIPR, buy here at 73. Uh, right after the dividend was paid, just continue to go down, hit that floor at 73, kind of moving back up now. Their earnings are coming out November 1st. I don't know that this is a great stock. But Alex, if you want to find dividend stocks, I'd say that's exactly how you do it. You use Seeking Alpha or you use Finviz, one or the other. Take your pick. And you can find some screeners there to, to actually screen. Uh, Cecilia wants me to look at uh, Meta. I continue to say anything under 300, you buy this one all day long. Anything over 300, I think you can sell. I'm holding. I'm adding to my position. Look at how well on this downturn that this stock has held up for the last month. And it's been trading again between 280 and 320 is kind of the range. You've got earnings coming up. They're going to print money. They're going to talk about their headset being superior to Apple. They're going to talk about new operating systems. They're going call, to uh, call out Llama, their large language model um, being open source. 
where you can actually train your own stuff using Amazon Web Services, things of that sort. And we'll go into Amazon a little bit. But but Meta, absolutely 100% a buy. Now, what you have to know is that we're way up this year. Again, we, we went over those uh, those uh, 50, the S&P 500. Uh, Meta is up 165 year to date, 165%. And just look at this short one. This is from uh, the January. That's where you're up 165%. Your all-time highs up here around 400. I think it's around 380 is the all-time high. You're heading back there. This company just prints money. On a weekly, those Bollinger Bands are cinching up. What does that mean? That typically means it's going to move on a big direction, either up or down. My pick, up. Because I don't think that this one, this is one of the lower PE of the, of the great one. Their forward PE is only 18. So if they continue to grow, that, that forward PE is probably going to move more towards 2025. 20, so they're up 164%. Short interest, 1.3. Nobody's shorting this one. Absolutely nobody's shorting this one. There's no reason to short this one. They're printing money. Market cap, $819 billion, $22 billion of income. Um, Yeah, I I just can't imagine that there's a bad thing about this stock because if he, what they've done this year is pull back the spending on the metaverse. Now they're going all in on the metaverse, but I, 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 he's not spending the amount. I mean, they just announced layoffs in the metaverse. So meta I'd stay I'd stick with that under 300 but right now you have all the confirmation in the world to buy. It's over that 9 day um on on a short term basis. It's kind of getting a little bit of a button hook. Would I buy here if your time frame is, you know, 3 to 5 years? There's no difference between buying $1000 at 319 and buying $1000 at 300. 5 years from now when it's at 600 you're you're not even going to notice that twenty dollars per share because you only put in a thousand dollars, so you're not going to notice that. It, I, I in my mind, I think this is again. I post on Facebook. I post on Instagram. Uh, I don't use WhatsApp, but everybody I know use WhatsApp. Uh, I use with my Android friends rather than Green Bubbles. I use Facebook Messenger. So I constantly use this. They constantly make money off of my services. Um, they're, they're, they're getting better at things. I, I think the Apple privacy stuff, I think Zuckerberg's just, he's very good at copying stuff. So I, I have no doubt in my mind it'll be fine. Uh, Amazon, and I'm not saying that it won't go under 300 when the earnings come out because it might go under 300 for the earnings coming out. But I've constantly just added to my position on that one. Amazon, Nathan wants to know, hey, what's Amazon doing? Amazon's price target, 130. Honestly, it's just up and down. Uh, it's going to be around 130. I think the, the, what's brought this one down from the 140s to 130s is the Justice Department bringing a suit. Now, here's the thing about that Justice Department suit. It, it looks to break up Amazon. You, as a shareholder, wouldn't be hurt if they broke up Amazon because you'd get the entirety of Amazon in separate stocks. You'd get the consumer stock. You'd get the AWS stock. Uh, you'd get any of the services stock. So if it's broken up into three different companies, that would be a good thing because you could dump the uh, consumer stock, which is the one that loses money, and keep the AWS, which is what grows. So it would be a better situation if they broke it up. What's it? What's the situation if they don't break it up? It continues to rise. 
Honest to God, the, this one is one of the most undervalued in my mind. Uh, new $170 price target from an a, uh, analyst. I like to add this anywhere under 130 That's from a while ago. Um, that that's, that's absolutely from a while ago. And you're looking at this $170, a 30% gain. So I do think this one right now, you can see on the weekly here, we've had a MACD cross down. Uh, the RSI is at 55, a little bit extended, but I, the Bollinger Bands are cinching up. You're under that 200 day. I like this to get above the 200 day. We haven't been below that 200 day for very, in fact, you go all the way back. I mean, let's even look at, uh, let's look at a, a long-term one. Let's look at a quarterly chart of this one, because right now you're just above the, the nine day right there. The, the 21 day is the yellow line. You know, you, you see this pullback here. It's just like this. <clears throat> look at 2004 where you were trading at $2 and 59 cents. And then by 2006, you were down a dollar forty nine. Are you upset? No. I mean, you know, that's two years of pain, three years of pain. But you continually just innovated, continued to grow. And now am I expecting this kind of growth to continue forward? No. Amazon probably can't grow that much. You know, I always bring up GE kind of as the back. But honestly, Nathan, I love it. I, I love Amazon. I have it. You know, I don't, I own this one in the XLY. Say you want to, you know, Tesla and Amazon, just buy XLY. You know, 50% of that P, uh, is is XL, is uh, Tesla and Amazon. Uh, here is TL, TBT. This is the ultra short of the 20-year treasury. Now, if you think yields are going to come down, or I'm sorry, continue to go up, buy this one. This one just got another cross up here. Uh, it, it, you bought it here back on the algorithm, September 5th at $35. You're $45. This is the ultra short of the Lehman, uh, 20 year treasury. So while the, the 20 year treasury, the value actually goes down, the yield goes up. This actually is the ultra short. So this one starts going up. So TBT UVIX, this is the two times levered, uh, VIX futures. This one got across up here at 3872. You continue to climb. Uh, these are scans, by the way. PSQ. Uh, this is ProShare Short QQQ. This is if you just don't want to short it and you don't want to buy SQQQ, you can buy PSQ. Uh, UVIXI. We talk about uh, the VIX a lot. If we go over here to uh, to to Seeking Alpha, we can just type in VIX and we can look at the S and P VIX. Uh, this one wants to be above twenty. It's kind of climbed up there a little bit. But you can see it's down 37% year to date, the five year. The VIX has just kind of floundered a little bit. Uh, this was COVID back here. The VIX went all the way up to, what, 60, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, I'm sorry, 80. So UVIXI is an ultra pro, uh, a short of the VIX. So if the VIX is going to down, uh, if the VIX is going to go um, uh, down, then UVIXI is going to go up. So UVIXI and SVIXI is the, uh, the other one. Uh, the inverse SARK. Uh, this is the uh, short of the uh, ARKK. So as as the ARKK goes down, this goes up. This had a buy here at forty one seventy seven. You're at forty two fifteen right now. SARK HIBS. This is the uh, the three times levered uh, bear. So this is three times levered of the S and P going down. And you can see if the S&P goes down, this one goes up $40 and two cents right here. Got out with a 16% gain. 
Again, it's three times levered. So this is a trading stock. Uh, SQQQ. SQQQ short of the QQQs. Uh, we got a buy in here at 1918 yesterday, and we're continuing kind of that that trend up. Uh, right now, you're trading at 1955. So, you know, again, these are trading stocks. Uh, here's ones that you may want to invest in that have a, a, a buy. IBM. It's on the Dow. This is a solid, solid technology play. Nothing's expensive. Um, they're getting into cloud stuff. They're into AI. I mean, shit. Remember when Watson beat Ken Jennings? That's AI. So IBM, super AI player. Um, and, and they're solid. You know, The other one, Zoom. Zoom. Zoom got a, a buy here at 63.13. Do I think you should buy it? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, you know, Zoom, Zoom's a great uh, company. I think they're just looking for somebody to buy them. I don't think that they can survive on their own. So they're looking for somebody to buy them. And I don't think anybody, anybody that wants to buy them doesn't need video conferencing because they've already developed it on their own. So Zoom kind of has some cool features and stuff, but I don't use it that much. But of course, I don't have a freaking job. Uh, okay. If you like anything on this podcast, the one the one link that you need to remember is Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. You can get to all of our uh, social groups, the private Facebook group. You can get to my uh, Twitter or X, whichever one, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Uh, I'm not on Twitch, to be honest with you. It's up there. I may start using it. I kind of like some of their features, but I've been using YouTube more. Um, Spotify uh, and, and then Apple Podcasts. If you want to tip me and, and you know, say you bought Netflix and, and you're up 25% in a freaking day and you wind up selling, yeah, tip me. Tip, tip is right there, Venmo. If you don't have any social media, you can email me right there. There's an email thing. And Substack is the newsletter. Uh, if you like my charts, TrendSpider right here, you can get access to my four-hour algorithm. Click there. Uh, I think it's uh, $480 is what I save you um, versus, let's go down to plans and pricing. Uh, yeah, you need this elite level, $468. It's 40% off. You don't get the free seven-day trial. Uh, this one, it takes $79 off and $780, but that that's the deal. Uh, 400 If you want the, the charts and want access to my four-hour algorithm, sign up over here. You click on that, sign up, then you email me. And once you email me, uh, I email you back a welcome letter. That's how it works. If you want $50 off of Seeking Alpha, I love Seeking Alpha. Like I said, I set up that dividend screener um, for Alex. And and it's just, it's an all around, if you don't want chart and you just want to plug and play, I think Seeking Alpha at $189 is a great deal. I love getting the morning briefings on my portfolio. You can easily import your portfolio. There's a lot you can do with Seeking Alpha. I'm just starting to get it into my system, but it is something that I'm using absolutely every day. Weeble, click on this link. I've got a link down below if you want to use it. Weeble, you get up to 12 free stocks. You can deposit $3. I love their their morning briefings Like I get uh, free. So if you sign up for WeBill, you get that free. Seeking Alpha has a little more uh, uh, focused one, uh, but I like the, the, the alerts from WeBill. Uh, the Daily Stock news, uh, Newsletter, every day it's free. Uh, weekends, I do post a, a paid one. And if we go back here, I think I did a paid one. My apologies for spamming people. I think I may have spammed people. Um, what was it, Tuesday or something? Um, 
I, I did a paid newsletter, this one right here, One Help Creating a Trading System. Here's a guide to get favorable setups and finding potential trades. It's a solid four-point four, four system where you just kind of set up and, and, and you look at it. But if you want to pay, I think it's still $80 a year. I'm going to up it to probably $99 later this year because I do have um, some really good paid content on there. I've been getting some really solid feedback on that one. But if you want that, right down here is that. If you're paying anything more than $25 for your phone service visible, and by the way, I do these ads at the end so that you can skip them and you don't have to say, but if you like my entertainment, you can stay and, and, and listen to all this stuff. Here's our plans. And this is this is what I have. And by the way, while I was in Philly, the hotel didn't have Wi-Fi. So what did I use? I used my $25 a month visible service to be able to post those videos that you saw for the last few days um, and the newsletters that you saw for the last few days because I needed access to the charts on TrendSpider. It was, I couldn't stream. I absolutely could not stream. But you see right there, unlimited mobile hotspot. $25 a month. You get expanded service for $35 a month. You guys are crazy if you're paying those $80 a month uh, services off for Verizon, AT&T, or even T-Mobile. I mean, T-Mobile gets you, yeah, down to $45, but you got to have freaking four lines on your thing. Who has four lines on their thing? I, I, I'm a single person, so I pay for my own. Uh, if you're buying a Tesla, if you're thinking about the Cybertruck, use my link right here. You get $500 off three months of full self-driving capability as well. If you want to see right now here at home, the, the, the quality is so good because I have one gigabyte service. I, I think I pay like uh, 60, $70 a month for my service. I'm on a special, um, but it, it's one gig service and it's AT&T fiber. Here's the difference between your cable provider. And this is coming from a former cable executive. The difference between fiber from the, the, the cable companies and fiber from the, uh, the, the telephone companies, the telephone companies, it's symmetrical. So the reason I look so so freaking cute on uh, YouTube is because I have one gig service at my house. It puts this nice little filter and, and I get this nice, my hair is actually gray, but you see it as blonde. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. But the one gig service I have right there, um, you, you get a referral, you get a bill credit and I get a bill credit when you sign up. Uh, and again, if you, if you did Netflix, just tip me on the, the Venmo stuff. Uh, I prefer Venmo. Okay, anything else? Uh, I will answer any of your questions. Um, feel free to hit me up. Uh, it's good to be back. I will talk to you guys and fear.